Hey, welcome back to uh, Kitchen Table Podcast. Um, about to do an Instagram Live, uh, as well as record the podcast um, this weekend. It's the day before the Super Bowl. We've got the uh, Kansas City Chiefs and the Philadelphia Eagles going at it tomorrow, about 5.30 p.m. Uh, Central Time anyways. And um, we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about some things that I posted on my Instagram that got quite a pretty big response. Um, I'm, you know, didn't go viral or nothing, but it went, went kind of big. And that was about uh, just I posed the, um, the statement, we're not all created equal. So we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about bridging some gaps and stuff like that. But um, we're going to go Instagram live right now and see see how that works out. <clears throat> so... Here we go. Let's see what let's see what happens. Yeah, so we are uh, doing our another Instagram live. It's our second one I've done, and um, kind of new, kind of new at these. So we're making sure that uh, we can do it. We're also trying to do a podcast and record it at the same time so uh if you see me looking back and forth i got my computer open right there but um one of the things that that i wanted to get on today and talk about was a post that i put on last night on the uh kitchen table instagram page and that uh, was um some t- statistics that i put out there um and then a, a little quote that said you know we're not all created equal um it got quite a bit uh, I got more response than I thought it was going to get from from different people um, applauding what it was saying. Um, if 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 y'all aren't familiar with it, you can go back onto the Instagram page and look at the, about the three different slides that I put on there with with different statistics. Um, and it was uh, matter of fact, I'm going to bring it up on on my computer so I can talk to you about them. But really, there was about four different slides, and it was just about. These aren't statistics that I made up personally. They're not just random. These were from FEMA themselves. And it was about registered fire departments within our nation. And it's not a complete, uh, true representation of every fire department, of, of every one that we have in our country, because not all of them uh, registered with FEMA. But they did get um, 91%. So that's, that's, that's a pretty good pretty good bar to uh to set and some of the statistics that i found in here were were very eye-opening to me um of the 91 percent of those departments 68 percent of those departments only have one station operate one fire station of the 91 percent and the number of actually um how many it is, is 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 on the is on the slides but of that 90 out of that 91 percent that re, that registered 17 percent only have two stations and then 15 percent of those only have three or more and so i started thinking i was like man you know those numbers just kind of jumped out at me of of how small a lot of departments are right now um a lot smaller than some of us live in a bubble right i mean i i am um, i work in a department that for me, I, I tend to think that it's a a smaller department, but really, in all in all honesty, it's um, it's larger than most. It's um, considered a metropolitan area because of the the region that uh, my department specifically 
covers. Uh, it's got surrounding help with, with some ESDs and some other paid and career departments around the area. Of the 91% of the organ now, it went into organizational types, right? And and when I say organizational types, I'm talking about whether it's a, a career, a volunteer, or a combination of the both. And brothers and sisters out there, it, it doesn't matter to me. Uh, volunteer, career, paid. A firefighter is a firefighter. I'm right now uh, about to graduate uh, a cadet class. Uh, a cadet class out of my academy school and I've told them I don't I don't give a shit if you're a career fireman or paid or if you're a volunteer or you're a combination where you get paid per call it don't matter to me when you sign up and you take the oath and you become at least a firefighter with that throughout this nation you've joined a brotherhood that is like no other and you're held to a standard like no other um, so it doesn't matter to me whether it's career, whether it's volunteer, whether it's paid, whether you're an ESD, whether the, we all face the same problems. And as we'll see through some of these slides, uh, a lot of the gaps are exactly the same, whether it's career, whether it's volunteer, whether it's a combination. I get asked, uh, are those numbers called, are those numbers called departments? Um, the numbers that are on there, it's, it's from FEMA. So... Uh, they got a lot more information. I just picked out um, the ones that I opened to me. Um, so they're not all called departments. They're all some are paper call, some are career, some are just strictly 100% volunteer. Um, so as I went to the next slide, um, the numbers got bigger, and these numbers didn't jump out at me um, too much. But you know, of the registered fire departments, they're staffed by approximately. Uh, 1,215,000, blah, 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 personnel. This includes career, volunteer, and paid-per-call firefighters, as well as the civilian staff. Um, the next bullet point was there's a total of 1,063,800 active career, volu career, volunteer, and paid-per-call firefighters, representing nearly 88% of all the registered departments, of that 91%. But of the active firefighting personnel, 34% were career or paid, 100% paid. 53% were volunteer firefighters and 12% were paid per call. These are where the numbers started jumping out at me and started making my brain go, oh man, we're not all created equal. Let me see, hold on, I'm going to read you as 100%. What I'm getting at is the average IAF registered department has three stations, and don't get me wrong, going on the odd. Yes, I, I agree. Um, I, I don't. Again, I'm just going off of these are FEMA numbers, so uh, that's all I can tell you that these are straight off the uh, the U.S. FEMA website. But uh, thanks, Cap, for um, for chiming in um, on the Instagram live. But back to what I was saying. And by the way, I'm actually outside today, man. The weather down here in South Texas is absolutely gorgeous today. Um, it's it's been a little on the chillier side, but I decided to take my cup of coffee and, and step outside and do this. But back to what I was saying is that, you know, numbers don't lie. That you, you can, we can lie to each other. I can lie, you know, I can make stuff up. But numbers don't. When we start breaking down numbers and, you know, we can get into a whole different conversation of how we can fudge numbers and all this. But these are, these are statistics from, from FEMA or from the uh, international, right? These are, these are numbers and we, we tend to truly believe them. 
And as I started looking at those percentages, really, that's where this slide and the next slide um, jumped out at me was 34% were, were paid, 53 were volunteer, and 12 were paid per call, 12%, 53%, 34%. I started thinking, I was like, man, we're not all created equal. My, my you know, I tend to think that the issues that my department plays in are like these we all have that right we all think that our department or whoever we're working for has just you know the worst issues and it's budgetary and it's leadership and all that and my gosh no one else can have it as bad as us then i started seeing these numbers and i was like wait a minute there is a lot of other personnel and department types out there that are doing the best they can with what they have but they get a lot less than some of the bigger um, entities out there. And so that started jumping out at me. And then I went to the next slide, which is, uh, it was a, the next two slides are actually um, breakdowns of percentages within the state. I didn't put all of the states down there. I kind of put the first slide, which showed you the percentage of volunteers, mostly volunteer, mostly career, and then career. And then because it was mine and uh, I, I, I put that first slide the second slide that I put on there I, I put Texas right in the middle and this is the number that jumped out me and kind of bit me um, in Texas 70% is strictly volunteer 70% of all fire departments in the state of Texas is, is volunteer 11% is mostly 6% is mostly career and only 11.6% are, are career or paid right that's a small number Texas is a huge state it takes what I think it takes like six months to drive from one side to the other. I'm being a little, I'm being a little facetious, but you understand what I'm saying. It's huge. It's it's, it's a big state. It's one of the biggest states, and um, we've got a lot of rural areas. We've got a lot of smaller departments, and so my mind started going. I'm like, holy cow. There's a lot of departments. There's a lot of people out there that are not created equal. They don't get the same training I get. They don't get the same. Um, leadership that I get. They don't get the same um, vibe I get. They don't have those hard hitters, those go-getters that a lot of the other departments have because of the giant pool, right? I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying that those departments don't have those guys, but when we're sick, we're talking about like 100% volunteer department, those volunteers, bless their hearts, right? They they chose to do that on top of their regular job. So they carry their little pager or their, or, or their, or their cell phone. And when they get the call out, man, they might be doing something and, and then they got to drop what they're doing and, and, and respond to the call, which, like I said, that to me is, is a calling that comes from not, not my shirt, but my heart, right? And so that's, that's a completely different subject. But these numbers started jumping out and I started kept just that whole phrase kept going back through my head of like we're not all created equal we, we we all don't have the same um what's the word i'm looking for opportunities to get receive this new and fresh training that's coming out there G guys if you um you know if you look around at least locally where i'm at um and, and nationally too because they're starting to spread there's guys like um charge the line roger narvice putting out excellent stuff whether it's fire-based and or not um Matt Valdez with MV Fire, that dude is killing it, putting out all kinds of stuff. Daniel Drury putting out, if y'all haven't taken his, I know he's working on a class or he already has put it on. There's a search class that he's got going on that he's going to deliver soon and hopefully 
<clears throat> I can get him down here to do one for uh, for my school. Um, but he's doing an awesome job with 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 numbers because numbers don't lie. Um, who else is out there, man? All, all the you know the dadgum guys, all, all those guys. They're putting out. There's so much of this information that's new that um, we're trying to break away from the. Well, that's how we always have done it, right? That's the phrase that's going to um, keep the fire service from growing. And all these people are out here putting out that information. And then I'm realizing, well, not everyone has access to it because, you know, not everything is free. But some of these smaller departments don't have the budget, don't have the means to get their guys trained that way. Some of them, I I was talking to a gentleman just had... um, brunch with him yesterday morning had a meeting with him and um you know a lot of these volunteer or mostly volunteer or combinations you know they have what they call like training tuesdays or training thursdays where they go out for a couple of hours on a tuesday or thursday evening and they they do some training and that's pretty much it for the month um that's that's good that they're doing that but as me and him were having the conversation most of those trainings um they're just not efficient enough. They're not. They're not getting out the right information. So, I was going through the slides again. Those are the numbers, and uh, I went to that last, my very last slide that I put on there, and it was the percentage of registered fire departments that provide specialized services. <clears throat> what jumped out at me because as most let's see, hold on, one second, let's see. The other thing that these volunteers, if they get hurt on fire, they're not covered. That's right, sir. They're they're not. And um, like I. I I said, uh, this is from Captain Rich Darty again on the uh, on the live. You know, if volunteer gets hurt while he's responding to the call, he's not covered by the insurance of their of their primary employer. Which um, I think they all understand that, but that's a it's a true calling. Those are those. I don't know um, if I would going back. I've been in the fire service for twenty years. Go twenty years ago, ask me if I'd have done it for free. I don't know. I'm not sure. Um, it is a calling. I, I, I do live, breathe, and eat this shit, but, but I don't know. And so those, those people have a special place in my heart. But what I, what, I'm glad you brought that up, Cap, is what I want to do personally and, and looking at this specialized service provided and the percentage of, of things that, that these departments can and cannot do is I want to start bridging the gap. I want to start offering... Um, and, and it's been done. Don't, I'm not the first one. There's, there's guys like out there, like, you know, the gum guys, the MV fire. There's, there's a coyote fire train. There's, there's a bunch. There's, I'm not the first one. I'm not, I'm not reinventing anything, but, but I do feel like, um, a passion. I do feel that it's my duty to start bridging the gap with some of these smaller departments. Some of these, these areas that don't have the ability to, to receive this, this um this training hb 2604 is a a wonderful thing i'm starting to work more and more with that uh, and to get some of the departments in my area um reimbursed for some of the training that i can provide them but uh again going back to uh that list of specialized service provided in the percentages of these departments of course you guys as you follow the kitchen table you know i'm a i'm a hazmat guru it's it's my specialty it's what i you know it's what I enjoy. I'm, I'm very well versed in all other aspects of the fire service, but that is my, that's my niche. 
and I just looked down and I, and I noticed that the the it's not the last two on the list. It was actually the last one of the, the last three. But EMS, ambulance transport, and hazardous material teams, twenty one percent and seventeen percent of them only provide that. And then I was like, well, that's crazy. But but then I have to go back and I started realizing how small these are. One station, two station, maybe three stations, if tops. Departments that have 18 stations, 19 stations, 32 stations, those are not the norm. And, I, and it started clicking on me. That, that's not the norm. That's But that's the, the world that I live in. That's the bubble that I see. So I, I assume, hey, we're all created equal. And the honest truth to that statement is we're not. We're not all created equal. And it's not their fault. I don't want to sound like I'm, I'm passing judgment on anyone. It's not their fault. These guys are doing the best they can with what they are given. But I want to give them more. I, I want to bring them in. I, I want to bridge the gap between why they can't get it and how I can get it to them. Um, I want to just something simple as, as, as masking up, right? We should all be able to mask up within about 20 seconds with our gloves on. And I, and I, I don't, I'm not saying that those departments that I'm talking about cannot do that. But I'd venture to say that they don't train on it very often. I'd venture to say that just because they don't have the time, um, because, <clears throat> excuse me, whether they're strictly 100% volunteer or they're part-time volunteer or whatever, even the career paid departments, I can promise you, and I'm going to piss some people off, they don't train on it. Two-minute drills bunkering out. It's done when you're you know, a, a new guy and some of the old salties love to, hey, well, let's go uh, see if the, you know, rookie can the probe can bunker out in two minutes cool can you put it on let's do it let's roll together right let, let's let me be the the leader not leading from the front but I, i'm gonna walk right beside you uh, a friend of mine used to always make a it was a, a joke but he's like i'm not gonna walk in front of you or behind you i'll walk right beside you and it makes sense in life like i just right i'm not better i'm not worse we're gonna be equal and we're gonna do this together and that's what I want to to offer um, a lot of these surrounding departments um, that that don't have the access. They're not created equal. They're they're literally almost at a disadvantage um, because they just don't have the opportunity. They don't have someone coming out there and being like, "Hey, so and so area or so and so ESD number whatever." Hey, I'd like to. You know, invite you over to my training facility and, and, and we'll, you know, we can get you hooked up with the uh, HB 2604 form. We can get you some um, reimbursement um, or we can work out some kind of whatever to get you up to date on this training. And why? Why is that important? I, I told you I was having that brunch with a gentleman <clears throat> just yesterday morning and he was telling me that. Uh, excuse me. It's getting cold as I don't drink it. He was telling me that, you know, he's got family in rural areas. Um, for some of you that are around the same area, you know, he's got he's got family in Mathis and Odom and uh, Sandia and all these different places. And when we were talking, I was like, man, do you think that that these guys that those departments and I'm not saying they don't please. If anyone's with those departments, I'm not picking on you. I'm just in general speaking. <laughs> You know, do you think they have access to all this stuff? And, and, and they may and they may not. I, I don't know. Um, 
but I, I just know that they don't have the same opportunities as larger departments. Uh, <clears throat> let me see. I got some uh, I got some comments coming in here from Captain Rich Jordan. I was asked to do a hazmat introduction class in northern Vermont. I found out that not only they're a volunteer, but they bought their engine. Holy shit. That blew me away as a career guy. They had to buy their own engine. You know, there, there used to be cap and... and there used to be a, a real heavy line between career and volunteer. It used to be, uh, I mean, a deep-rooted line. Like, it was just animosity between the two. I think it's changing. Um, I want to change it because, again, as I saw these numbers, the majority of people in my state, in, in the state of Texas, they're either volunteer or mostly volunteer. Well, why should they be denied the, the same training, the same opportunities, the same information that I have? I have it. I, I have it within up here. I I have and if I don't have it, I'll go find someone that does have it. I I've got I've got a few connections here. I've got the the internet. I've got Instagram. I've got Facebook, LinkedIn, social media, whatever. I've I've got access to get these people what they're lacking. And 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 you're right there, man. Training is training is key. Training from an ex-military guy, you know, training is. Training is where we want to screw up. I want my guys as an officer, whether I'm on the fire ground or in the hazmat incident, I want us to fuck up. I want us to screw up on training. I'll, I, I always tell them, you screw up a hundred times because if we're going to get it right. We're going to get it right. We're going to keep going until we can't get it wrong because that way when the time comes and, and, and shit's for real, our training has has put us in a spot where we can't get it wrong. Let me see. Do you think the state would fund a program for you to go around and train? Um, no, I don't think. The, I mean, maybe uh, it's possible. That's uh, it's possible that the state would fund it, or, or there's probably some kind of funding out there. Um, you know, and I know, and, and Cap knows. Um, when I, when you start dealing with the state or you start dealing with a form of government, whether it's state or local or federal, there's a lot of bullshit red tape that you got to jump through. Um, I want to be able to create something and I think I have, I've got a couple of buddies that are on board to create it, to create a way privately almost that, um, we don't have to jump through those hoops. We can just provide the services that we need. A lot of it came from you, bro, um, over there at renovet.np. And right when you're walk, man, um, you know, I, I know you get a, a lot of when you do your renovations and stuff like that and working with the VA and all, you know, all that stuff. <clears throat> but, yeah, back to trying to stay on focus there. Uh, man, I got ADD bad. I want to provide that to these to these departments to these guys that that don't have it. I just there's gaps and and numbers the numbers tell me that there's gaps. There's no way to say no. There's not. They're, you're just making this shit up. The numbers tell me that. You know, seventeen percent of the registered fire departments only provide a hazardous material team. That's that's ridiculous, man. We uh, I can give you a I can give you an eight hour class. Literally, and I enjoy it, giving it as much as some people take it, and 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 put you into a hazmat awareness, almost operations level immediately. And 
make it interesting enough that you enjoy it. EMS ambulance. I mean, I've got buddies that are some of the greatest instructors that we can get them out there. There's gaps. There's gaps in our in our training, and it's yeah, man. Hey, you you go do your thing, brother. Much love to you. Uh, keep me updated on on the on the walk that's coming on. Uh, I'm still trying to get Joe Rogan for you. See what we could do, right? Um. So, anyways, man, I. I don't want to take up too much time. I, this is going to be on the Instagram. Um, again, I just wanted to come outside. I started thinking about this. I started thinking about we weren't all created equal. Uh, let's see what Cap said. Cap was a VP at our department and suggested the IFA government come up with a program like the National Guard does where employers are mandated to cover these guys for two weeks of training a year. Man, Cap, um, I'm pretty sure I know the answer to this, but you you can type in there. I How'd that, how'd that work out in the end? Um, again, when we, when we start trying to get, um, when we step into that political realm, it's just, it's not a place that firemen are comfortable being in. Um, most people aren't like you mean, uh, politicians seem to be real comfortable in it, but I don't want to, I don't want to, I don't want to fuck around with the, the red tape. And I, I know I've got some, some guys behind me next to me in front of me that I'm learning from that we can, we can do this. We can, we can bridge these gaps. We can try to equal out that balance of we're not all created equal, man. Um, I, you know, going back to that story, I was telling you, I was having brunch with that guy and he's got family out in these rural areas and, and, and he was afraid. He's like, man, I, you know, I don't want, I'll just give you an example. There's a, there's a, there's a push right now and there's some studies going on and numbers don't lie you know, about searching a, a fire building that's on fire, right? It used to be like, you know, hit it hard from the yard. Okay, that's back in the day. We've kind of actually, no, no, I'll go back. Let me see Cap respond. He said, uh, the International Association of Firefighters laughed at me and we were more concentrated on separating the two entities. Yeah, um, man, I was the vice president of my local for uh, some time. I was a, a, an officer of other positions for about eight years or so and um man I, me and you could probably share a cup of coffee and tell some tell some pretty decent stories about how all that bullshit works but um oh shit lost my train of thought see man forgot what i was talking about there i was telling the story oh anyways um numbers don't lie right that's that's what i was telling the the numbers don't they don't lie. We can bridge these gaps. We can provide this training. We can do it. And we can make sure that it's um, that way. Most of us, even in, in other states, the numbers tell us this, that it's rural, that it's volunteer, it's it's um, paid per call. It's not it's not. It's not me sitting at the station, you know, 48 hours out of 96 or 24 out of 48 ready willing to go right no it's most the majority of these are are, are gentlemen or women or volunteers or paper that are out doing something else making a living and then they respond to the call so when did they get their training in and and i'm not saying they don't because i've met many many volunteer firefighters that are badass i mean these are these are door kickers man uh, so 
I'm not saying that they're not, but I'm just saying we can bridge that gap. We can we can do we can do better. Um, there's a gentleman that's um, going to put out a a class lecture, what I call the man in the mirror, and uh, hopefully that covers some of that. We can do better. We can be better. We can if I if we you have something that to offer, if you and it, it improves someone, it helps someone. Why would you not share that with people? Why would you why would you hold that in? Why would you withhold that from them? Why? Right? It could save a life one day. It's it's like you you know the whole uh, Buffalo Bills football thing. You know CPR? Um maybe you're not a instructor instructor, but maybe you're you, you know you're you know it. You know how to do it. And you're sitting around with some people that don't. Um teach them Share that information. Share that information with them, man. Um, that's what I'm talking about. Is we got to bridge this gap. We've got to bridge these gaps, and um, it's 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 slowly rolling. It's it'll work out. I appreciate everyone that came on and actually put on uh, some comments in here. You guys, uh, tomorrow is the Super Bowl. We've got the Kansas City Chiefs versus the Philadelphia Eagles. I don't have a dog in the fight because uh, my boys aren't in it, but. <clears throat> You know, uh, I, I am a big Mahomes fan. I watched that, that cat play at Texas Tech for years. Um, he, he's, he's an amazing quarterback, so I am kind of hoping that, that he can bring a Super Bowl. Uh, I don't give a shit if he takes it to Kansas City, but, I mean, I hope he wins. So by that, I guess, I mean, I hope the Eagles lose. Uh, sorry, Mike Macias, but uh, they had a great, they've had a great season. Um, it's going to be, I hope, for an entertaining game. Um, I'll be on duty, so uh, we'll be doing a lot of uh, barbecuing and uh, chip and dip eating. So who do you got? Who do y'all got in the Super Bowl? I'd love to hear that. Also, what do you guys think about this this sharing of knowledge, you know, um, this passing it on? If you got it and you know it, why are you holding on to it? Pass it on. Let's bridge these gaps, even within your own department. Look around. Look around right now. Within wherever department you're located, you've got gaps. I've, my department's got gaps. Everyone does. How can you bridge it? How can you bridge that gap? What can you do to be better? How can we be better as as people? And how can we provide that? Um, and that's what we're looking for. Um, you know, it it takes a lot to do this. If you put yourself out there, um, and hell, you're gonna you're gonna fail. You're gonna fall on your face, and that's okay because you're gonna get your ass back up, and you're gonna do it again, and you're gonna get better. We all fail. We all fall down. We all get back up. So um, keep moving forward, right? Stay low, stay safe, all that, all that good stuff. And uh, let's bridge the gaps, guys. I'm, I'm gonna come back. I'm gonna. I've got that lecture coming on. I'm hoping to, to actually sit down in front of some people, maybe Thursday, uh huh, uh, and, and give the, the little lecture on it, um, and start bridging this gap and and bringing us together and, and really improving the fire service because numbers don't lie and we're not all created equal. So thank y'all for joining in. Um, go Pat Mahomes. We'll talk to y'all later.